Hello and welcome to the Mal and Johnny show. Actually, I think we're going to clash a little bit today. Not not vocally or verbally. Johnny, just colours-wise. I've, I've, gone, I've gone burnt orange today and, and you're in your familiar red. I am a red. <laughs> very smart too, very smart too. Anyway, apologies if you're watching in colour. If you're in black and white, it doesn't matter at all. So, Johnny, oh, goodness me, I'm, I'm exhausted, Johnny. It's been a... Where, where have you been? I, I <sighs> told you on a train going to London. Yeah, well, I was, I was Sunday, and now, if I, let me go back to Saturday. So, Saturday, I'm chair of the Swansea International Festival. It's, uh, yeah, it's a yeah. role I've had for a number of years, but we've only had... Well, we had one festival, and then COVID came, so there, <laughs> there was nothing for three years. And we, we went, we dipped our toes back in the water with a big, big concert at the Brangwyn Hall. That was on Saturday. That was on Saturday. You had a fantastic lineup, I saw it. It was amazing. Have you, have you, have you played it? You have played the Brangwyn. You did it with Tom Jones. With me and Tom. You and Tom. <laughs> wow. 1966. Oh, I mean, it's a, it is a beautiful room. It's a wonderful it room. And Fine, uh, funny, funny acoustics, if I remember. Well, that's the thing. It's, it's funny acoustics if you go there with Tom Jones and you take a band. If you've yeah, got yeah. a 70-piece orchestra... And what, maybe 80 to 100 people in a choir. Um, oh, that's all right then. It is absolutely wonderful, sublime, you know. I went there early in the morning because, um, you know, the thing is, you know, when, when we do when we do gigs, you used to like, you know, have a couple of days rehearsal, don't you? You know, get the band in, you know, every... Right. Um, yeah. Well, with, with an orchestra, you know, they turn up on the day and they're given the parts. And they That's right. they read them, you know. They, they go, hang on, what where we started? Oh, yeah. Letter D, okay, bang, one, two, three, four, three. It was fantastic. So, um, and of course, so we had the last concert we had in 2018. We had a commission with Carl, Sir Carl Jenkins, Sir Carl Jenkins, because he's a local boy, but he's the most successful living composer in the world, you know. So he, oh, wow. uh, so we commissioned him again with a new piece called This Faithful Life, which was written by a poet called Graham Davis. So we had that. So I went nice and early just to make sure. That the band had arrived, tidy band. Um, make sure that the Sir Carl was happy, uh, and um, it, it was just—it was just terrific. But Didn't he write something ages ago called African Requiem or something? Yeah, he's, I mean, he's, oh, I mean his... it was a fantastic piece of music. I yeah. mean, I only met him once. I met him when we did a, a thing for Bryn Terrible. It was a raise money for children, not children. It was a variety club for, for children. You right, know? right. And um, he came as one of the guests. Yeah. Very oh. unassuming little fella, didn't he? Oh, yeah. Well, I always call him Maestro because he's got this massive moustache. You know, he's, he's, he's big. Sort he started of, off as a jazz musician, or didn't he? He was on Tubla Bells, I think. Or he's on, 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 on Dawn, one of those sort of like, you know, yeah, yeah. I think he was an oboe, uh, oboe player. That's right. I interviewed him about it, and he's an oboe player. His dad said, you know, I play the oboe, so should you. So he learned to play the oboe. But then, you know, obviously, he, lots of music commercials, and then, and then he yeah, had yeah. Adi Amos. Oh, Adi Amos, you know that one? That was a massive yeah. hit. And then, well, what's it? I mean, he's done, um, anyway, Palladio, which is on, played on a harp. And Catherine Finch was also on, on the list. Wow, Catherine Finch. So we got British Sonfinietta, we got the Swansea Philharmonic Choir, we got Catherine Finch at the, uh, Finch at the front. She was Prince Charles's, was she Prince Charles's um, harpist? She was, she was the first royal harpist. The royal, royal harpist, that's right, yeah. I mean, she's a magnificent cool. player, magnificent player. And then hosting the whole thing, Hugh Edwards. And Hugh gotta, Edwards, I've got to say, oh, I... I <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I, he was magnificent. That's all I could yeah. say. He was magnificent because, you know, people, a lot of people, I think, had booked tickets to see Hugh. Apart from the music, they wanted to see Hugh yeah. Edwards in the flesh. And when yeah. he talks, I mean, you could hear a pin drop. He's very funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he's just like, everything is so considered. 
You know, you, you, I know, but he's got a wonderful flow. He's never, oh. never short of a word. Oh, no. There's no Menard anywhere. It's, no. it's, he's the Dable Dim, Dim, David Dimbleby of Wales. He, he? is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember his father. Do you remember his father? I, and, well, I, I sort of recognise him from photographs, but I don't... Yeah, he used to do quite a lot on BBC Wales years mm, ago, you yeah, know, yeah, so in Welsh. In the, in the family yeah. business. And, of course, Hugh, you know, he, he presented it in English and Gymraeg. So he was able to, you know, flip flip from one to the other, very, very, obviously, yeah, seamlessly. Yeah. And he loves the Welsh language. Incredible support for the festival. So that was good. Uh, and it yeah. was pretty much a sold-out concert, which is, you know, in these days, as he's starting back, because I'm the chair, and we're <laughs> responsible. I was t- terrified nobody would come. Oh, um, they'd come with that lineup. So uh, the money goes to what? Charity? No, so the festival is is self-financing, but it is a, it is a charity, and our charity, charitable aims are to provide music and arts for the, for the region. Uh, good, so good. we had very, very, you know, we had ten pound tickets as well as forty pound tickets. Uh, some yeah. tickets were there for students, you know, that we that we sponsored for them to have their own yeah. tickets for free. So, and the idea is to is yeah, is to provide arts that wouldn't normally be be presented in this part of the world, you know. And and actually, working with the Swansea Philharmonic was fantastic because that's a local. Lovely. The conductor. Yeah. Obviously, Sir Carl conducted his pieces, but John Rogers, uh, Jonathan Rogers, he's, he's a, a What's local... that very good musician from Swansea? I work with him quite a lot. He used to be the MD at the Grand Theatre for a while. Oh, um, John Quirk? John Quirk, John that's him. Quirk. He was, he's a good musician. Oh, he's fantastic. He was, he was in yeah, school with yeah. me. He was a couple of years older. And lunchtime, yeah. you'd, you'd just go and sit in the hall and hear him play the piano. It was fantastic. Yeah, he's great. I did a couple of TV shows with him. He's great. Yeah. I, Nice bloke too. Lovely boy. And then, well, I, I was surprised how tall Hugh Edwards was. He's quite tall, isn't he? He is. He is. Because I, I, I did when when um, uh, Phil Maddock died. They had a, um, a a thing for him in London, right? You know, and Hugh did a speech, and I did a bit as well. Oh wow! And I'm stood. I'm looking up at him. <laughs> 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 he's very impressed put it this way he's impressive on the TV he's even more impressive in the flesh and, yeah, he, and he didn't yeah. let this down so that, that was lovely and then yeah you caught me on the train I was on my way to I was on my way to do a charity concert in a place called the Kensington Temple in London and yeah. it was hosted by Fiona J- Headley Jones Hendley Jones and her husband Paul Jones now Paul Jones oh. from the Manfreds you know, I remember him. Yeah, yeah. Pretty Flamingo. Ah, oh, I mean, I mean, that record went all. You know, Bruce Springsteen loved that record growing up. And the amazing yeah, thing yeah. is, so Paul is, I think he's eighty-two years old. Never. Yeah, well, I suppose he must be. Yeah. He's older than me. He's. Yeah, I mean, he must be. Well, John Jones is eighty, like in three. Yeah. I mean, we I, forget I, these people; they've been around forever. And I think, uh, objectively, I can stand back and say, he's gorgeous. I mean, he, you know, he doesn't carry an ounce of extra weight. Uh, no. He, he, he has his harmonica with him. He played on a couple of, uh, with a couple of other people that night. But the thing is, Johnny, now then, he couldn't be more English. I mean, he's... He's, well, he's, he's posh, he he's is. He's posh, I mean, and but then he loves the blues. Now, you must have gone through that in the 60s where these, these posh boys like, you know, like... Mick Jagger, because I think he was originally asked to be the lead singer in the in the Rolling Stones and turned them down. Um, well, see, Peter, but Jagger used to speak with quite a, 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 a not posh, but a, a standard English accent. Yeah. And it's only since he did the, went through the Stones he starts talking like that. No, you know, it's like he's affected that accent, doesn't he? Because <laughs> the thing is, you don't normally talk with this accent. You normally talk very posh. You only, you only I, put, I don't you only, talk very posh. You, I don't talk. I, yes, you only put the Welsh accent <laughs> out when you have to do the podcast. No, that's it is strange, isn't it? And he. Of course, Mick sings Merry American, and he, you know, honky tonk, you know, that's not, <laughs> no, no, that's no, not no, London, no. is it? There was a lovely series on 
TV. I forget what it was called. Now, but they, everybody was doing impressions. Yeah. And there was, and uh, somebody was doing an impression of him. Yeah. And uh, he said, "Here, Keith, where's the marshmallows?" <laughs> I never forget that. <laughs> Where's the marshmallow? <laughs> but see, they, they, they these posh boys. They want to sing, as you say, like um, blues. They yeah. want to get down with the, the black guys in yeah. America. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Well, they, they dressed. The way I met who was yeah. very posh was um, Mike Rutherford. Oh, no, yes. Mike Rutherford. Mike and the Mechanics used to be Genesis. Yes, of course. He yeah. came on the ship when I was doing a show once, when he was yeah. on for a week. Yeah. And he's a hell of a nice chap, so nice, yeah. you know. Yeah. But he, this is a guy who talks like that and he plays polo. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, they, I think they met at Charterhouse, the public school Probably, Charterhouse. Probably, yeah. Everybody was, was in, in uh, university except for the drummer. <laughs> <laughs> and he's made the most money. <laughs> I played against Charterhouse once in football. When I was in university, I mean, I was the token Welsh you know, second, was it called? Not secondary school. What do we call them? Uh, comprehensive school boy in Cambridge. Um, I used to play for the, um, the, the, the the university football team, the Eagles, they were called. And yeah. we, we went down to Charterhouse. Right? Wow. How the other half lived. I mean, it was fantastic, yeah. this school. And they, look, they treated us very, very well. You know, very, very well. Yeah. Very, very, very nice. Now then, so, what, so did, you, did you notice a change in the 60s? Because obviously you'd come up through the, not musical, you'd come up through the clubs and stuff, and then suddenly these posh boys started doing R&B, like proper, like blues, didn't they? Yeah, well, I was, I was a kid of the 60s. I was brought up in the 60s. Mm. So um, I was into things like uh, Buddy Holly and people like that, mm. you know. And mm. uh, I remember... Like when I was very young, I can remember Bill Haley and the Comets and all that lot starting yeah. the rock and roll. But what they did, they all pinched the black music, didn't they? They did. They did. I mean, you take Elvis with blue suede shoes. Was it blue? No, that was Carl Perkins. Carl Perkins wrote it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. Um, uh, that's all right, Mama. Right? That's, oh, yeah, right. that's all right, Mama. That's a. I think that was a. Uh, yeah, but uh, you ain't nothing but a hound dog. dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was was a black woman sang it first yeah. and it was I mean he just took it on because black people couldn't get arrested yeah. you know they could only play to the black communities yeah. in those days but yeah. they had this great music so it's no wonder these people all wanted to pinch it and do yeah. it their way but you'd get people like Andy Williams and people doing it and it didn't work you know God, I mean? God do an impression of Andy Williams doing it at a hound dog go on, go. Pat Boone yeah 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 go on have, have a little go have a little go go on you do an impression how would they do how would they do a hound dog somebody like Pat Boone or or I, well, I don't know, because I can't do impressions. Yeah, yeah. I said, well, you ain't nothing but a hound, but a hound dog. dog. <laughs> Rocking all yeah. the time. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, it's totally different. Yeah. But they, they did it to sell to the the, the white popu yeah. population in America. They would do yeah. that. Yeah. They'd give it to the other white guys to sing it. Yeah. But it wasn't as good, it, no. you know. Now, it's funny. First record I bought, first what? record I bought was... Um, uh, uh, I... I, I, I I can't remember the title, but the, don't let your dog bite me. Any medium man emote. Who was that? Um, Fats Domino. Oh, Fats. That was my first record I ever bought. Yeah, yeah. And then I bought Heartbreak Hotel oh, man. by Elvis. Oh, what was your first record? Um, I always want to say it's, um, uh, it's Get Back by the Beatles, but I think it might have been... Leepy Lee's Little Yellow Arrows, which I... He, he, he lives in Spain, you know. Does he? <laughs> yeah, he lives in Spain. And I was out there on holiday, and I'm yeah. watching Spanish television, yeah. who comes on talking in fluent Spanish Le with Leepy Lee. Leepy Lee, wow. Because he, he was involved with a big scandal, wasn't he? Didn't he go to jail? There was him 
And there was Diana Dawes' husband, right. the, the, the second husband. I've forgotten his name now. He's an, an actor. Yeah. And somebody got knifed in a pub, and I think he went to jail, he believed. Oh, wow. Because oh. Gordon Mills, you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, Tom Jones's manager. Yeah. He was Leapy Lee's manager as well. Oh, wow. Well, there we are. Yeah. There we are. Well, and, yeah. Then, and then he had this one record, and that was it. He opted in. He went to jail. He came out, and he went to Spain. Wow. Well, it's funny you mentioned Pat Boone. Because I went to see Pat... Now, talking about sort of, you know, white people listening to black music and falling in love with it, which is what the... You know, the, they always say about Keith Richard and, and, and people like yeah. Paul Jones li yeah. listening, going to buy those blues records, you know, Denmark Street and stuff. I went to see Pat Boone. had my arm twisted because I wasn't a big Pat Boone fan in 1975 or 76, but he was playing at the Avonlido. Uh, All right. He was there with a, a, a Swedish gospel choir called Coriolana. Uh, yeah. They were the first half, and there was this guy from America who was doing the second half. I'd never heard of at all. So Andre Crouch, Andre Crouch and the Disciples, that night <laughs> changed my life. This little guy, you know, four foot tall, five foot wide, um, sat at the piano, and it, the it was hundreds of them. It was like backing vocals, brass, Hammond organ. It was just, it was amazing, and he just, he just tore the place up. And that's that's the the night I sort of fell in love with gospel music. He was he was yeah, absolutely yeah. brilliant. Yeah. So it was nice to to. To sing, so I, I sang some gospel songs. Um, we raised money for for Ukraine, so it was it was it was nice. It was nice to go to London and then you know just do a little bit little performing and and then come back. So did did Paul Jones sing as well? Yeah, he sang with Fiona and he did a couple of he did a couple of sort of like blues gospel blues stuff playing the harmonica. Oh, it was, oh, right, right. It was ter terrific. <laughs> then we had a couple of um, like black gospel choirs, sounds of sounds of new wine, some some old sort of um, gospel singers that I, I'd worked with. Some people I hadn't seen for 20, 30 years. So it was lovely to catch up and to, mm. you know, to, to sing on the night. And uh, yeah, it was a really good experience. But you see a lot of these performers, you, you, we don't, we just heard them on radio or records mm. and we never saw them live. You know, when you see them live, some of them are great performers, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they, uh, it's people like um, like Paul Anker. Oh man! You see him live; he's terrific. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he had his first hit when he was fourteen. He's, he's, yeah. Uh, what was it called? Um, uh, oh, please play "Save Me, Diana." The thing is, you know, they, yeah, they've done a million gigs, isn't it? That's that's the. Th yeah. know, there's a film actually with uh, it was it was uh, Mick, Mick Mick Jagger's company made the film called I think they're called Jagged Films, and the lady in Ooh. charge is from Swansea. I've never met her, right. Lady, Lady mm. it for me. But they made a program about um, oh, James Brown. All uh, right. And it has James Brown performing on the same show as the Rolling Stones when they're like 18, 19, or 20. And it, it's, a you know, <laughs> Mick Jagger and the Stones are anemic compared with... Oh, yeah, yeah. He used to fall on his knees, didn't he? Uh, they, James they Brown... They couldn't put the cloak on uh, him. And he can, this is a man's world! It's brilliant. It's just like, because they've, they've had to do, you know, three gigs a night, four gigs a night. That's where they voice, yeah, that's yeah. where they, they perform. And you could see how they'd influenced, not just the sound of Mick Jagger and, and Keith Richards, but the that's way the they ball, perform, you know. So that's it's, right. Yeah. It's, not, it's not just standing and singing the song, is it? Oh, man. When you're not doing a concert, you've got to do something else, haven't you? Uh, the funny thing so. was, I did this gig on... Um, on Sunday at, at Kensington mm. Temple, and the two acts on before me, one was a guy called Moyawa. He's, he's sort of like Nigerian gospel singer, and he had eight backing vocalists, big band. I mean, tore the place apart. Then he introduced Sounds of New Wine, again, about eight singers in the choir, in, and they, they were just brilliant. And I thought to myself, Blinking heck, what do I do now? <laughs> you know, I so was it just you and your guitar? Was it's it me and the piano? <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I thought, I, you know what, I can't compete. I've got to do something completely different. So I, I sang a song about Evan Roberts, the Welsh Revivalist, because people who got saved in the Welsh Revival started Elim, and Kensington Temple was part of Elim, and then the Apostolics, they went to Nigeria, so Moya were his family, you know, they owe their allegiance to that. So it just had to break, you know, but the thing is, when you've done a lot of gigs, you know when not to compete, don't you? <laughs> you know. Well, that's right. Yeah. You, yeah cause, cause you it's like if I, if Sammy Davis was on tap dancing, I'm not going to do tap dancing. You do some juggle. You do some juggling. That's what you do. Tell the gags. Maybe. So it was, yeah, yeah. Mind you, when I was when I was about eighteen, I probably would have because you, when you're eighteen, you yeah. got no fear, have you? Got no fear. I probably thought I could follow anybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you're eighteen, <laughs> I just, then you realise when you get older, you know you can't. I had two, two songs booked, and I went up to the producer as as the second choir on. I said. I'm changing my program. <laughs> I'm not going to do those songs. I'm going to do something else. So it was fine. It was fine. And then, well, it's going to be a busy week, see, because it's. Um, You've got another one coming up, haven't you? Well, it's back in November. I finally get to finish my 20, 2020 tour. My 2020 right. tour. Okay. These gigs were booked back in 2019. So the this, COVID tour. Oh, man. It's, just, it's been going on forever. They've been cancelled. They've been put back. I had COVID. Yeah. And then, so, yeah. Uh, Park and Dare this week. So, I'm looking forward to that one. Oh, Thursday. I like the Park and Dare. I did a panto there. It's nice. It nice is nice. Theater. Nice, nice crowd. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nice. Um, and then we're off to following week. It's Theatre Muldown in Cardigan. Then Bill Wells. And then finally the 25th. Astrakhan Nice, the World Fair Hall. So, all oh, right, okay. Is that is that the newish hall? The Astrakhan Nice is it? Yeah, quite it's, new? well, it's, it's. I think it's an old hall, but I think they've done it up. So it's yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Got, it's it's got all the nice facilities and stuff. So, yeah, so um, yeah, better practice really. Better get on with it. And then what? Then the week after, you don't have to work. <laughs> the week after, we we launch our Christmas single. I won't bore you with it now, but oh no! It's... Do you know what? How many records do you make? A, you make them every month. <laughs> I can't keep up with you. But the thing is, by the end of the year, you've got an album, haven't you? If you release one a month, that's 12. There we are. I suppose, yeah, you're right there. Yeah, I've recorded a new single with uh, Bronwyn Lewis, uh, the TikTok girl. It's fantastic. She sings, she's, she's singing in Angamraig, I'm singing in and Say Snake in English. Do you know what? We, we should definitely think about doing a song together. You know, we've been talking we, for two years. Two years. <laughs> well, the thing is, next Christmas, we're going to have to come up with another idea. Last year, it was Michael Sheen and Catherine Zeta Jones. This year, it's, next year, this year, it's Bronwyn Lewis. Next year, it'll be me and you. I mean, you. Well, the tap, da- the tam twins, the glitter twins. The tap dancing, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, All right. Well, look, I better go on. I'll do some rehearsal. Uh, what have you got planned? Anything? No, anything? Anything? It's half term with the kids, is it? You're right with the grandchildren. Yeah, yeah. I got a week off because uh, my daughter, my son-in-law, is taking the t- two grandchildren down to Southampton to see his mother and father for a couple of days. Oh, lovely. And my other daughter's gone off to Agadir for a week because she's a teacher, so she's got a week off. So I got no kids. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy half term then, isn't it? It's brilliant. Yeah, but Owen, Owen's working, so I'm on my own here. She's gone to, oh. she's doing casualty this week. Oh, good for her. Yeah, they rang her up, say, because Owen's one of these. She can learn something in two minutes flat, okay? Really? And some woman apparently was going to do this part in, yeah. in casualty, and then they changed the script as they do with last minute. And she said, I can't learn it, I can't do it, I can't do it. And she, and she pulled out, wow. right? So, uh, agent rang home and said, "Are you free Monday, Tuesday, and Friday?" She said, "I'll have a look." Yes, I am. Why? You can do casualty, so she's doing that. So Fantastic. she filmed yesterday. She's filming today, and she's filming Friday. Fantastic. Okay. Look, I'll get this out nice and early. This podcast this week. It won't be Thursday. If with a bit of luck, it'll be out tonight, Tuesday night. So. Um, Okie dokie. Let's get well, it. Well, you keep then. going, and uh, good luck with your last gig of your tour. <laughs> and just remember, you can't ride. <laughs> 
two horses. You can't was ride it? two horses from one house. <laughs> <My> bottom. <laughs> so it's good by it's good by from you're me. You're in show business. You've got to use the proper words. It's not good. So sorry. It doesn't have the same impact with bottom, does it? It's all bottoms <laughs> with you Americans. <laughs> all right. It's goodbye from me, and it's uh, goodbye from me. Ta-da. Ta-da.